Welcome to Horns Up, and yes, if you've read the episode title, you know who we are talking to today, the almighty headed beast, who last week released the angriest slab of music I've heard from an Indian band in recent times. The revolution will not be televised, but it will be heard. And yes, I agree, we all heard it. What an excellent extreme metal album, huh, Peter? Yeah, I agree, man. I mean... Uh, you were talking recent times and the last album I can remember that was so venomous, if I may, is Scam, their previous uh, EP that they released. Mm, true, true. Of course, uh, Head and Beast are perhaps one of uh, Indian metal's biggest enigmas. They've been active for quite a few years now, but still choose not to identify themselves. All we know is that they're based in Kolkata and have to their names some of the most political and topical extreme metal that the country has seen. What was your first experience of Head and Beast? Do you remember? So yeah, man, I still remember it quite vividly because uh, back then I used to be part of this website called Indian Rock MP3 and uh, Santosh Lobo, the founder of the website, uh, my really good friend, uh, he, I remember telling me that who the hell are these guys? I mean, I've never heard of them. And, you know, they made a huge statement because the name of the EP they released was Ayodhya Burns. So everyone was trying to figure out who the hell is this and what are they up to? And yeah, it was just like a three-track EP, which was, I mean, back then, if you think about it, was quite ballsy and still is. But uh, yeah, it's been like, 10 odd years and we're still trying to figure out who the hell they are but they keep popping up at the right time I guess yeah yeah they do they've had a string of very 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 good releases uh, so far and I think the latest one which is the revolution will not be televised but it will be heard I think that's one of the most strongest pieces of music that I've heard okay now I'm not sure if this is their first podcast, but I do think it is. So a big thanks to Head and Beast for uh, doing this. Just a quick note, it's not a traditional horns up chat as such. We did this slightly differently on the request of Head and Beast. And well, you'll hear it for yourself. So here it is. Here is Head and Beast. Hails Heaven Beast, I'm assuming that everyone associated with the project is here, so could you please introduce yourselves? Hails brother. This is Heaven Beast. We speak in one voice. We exist as a collective of people with the same musical and ethical values and speak through music. Since we are anonymous we cannot introduce anyone from the collective. We are just Heaven Beast. Congratulations on the album. I must say that this music was much needed and that it needs to be heard by everyone. When did you realize that this album has to be made? At the end of 2019, we knew that silence was not an option. All members have been active in protests across the country, but we knew that this album had to be made and thus began our journey. Art has always been a medium of protest and we had to express our dissent. Before we get to the album, let's go back to the origins of the band. Why did Heaven Beast need to exist? Heathen Beast was born because we loved black metal music, but we wanted to speak about something closer to us rather than follow the steps of Norwegian black metal bands and sing about Satan or being anti-Christian. Being atheists, this seemed like the perfect time to express that view and also talk about how religion has affected our home, 
India. For years we've seen religious conflict across the world and we've felt it firsthand here in India. It just made sense for us to start there and over time we've evolved. What was the original sound that you wanted when you got together? Raw, uncompromising, and dark as fuck. Black metal was a big influence on us and we definitely tried to keep that aesthetic but at the same time develop the sound of Heathen Beast. Was there a message that you wanted to deliver when you first started out? The message is still the same, religion is pure evil. God is a man-made construct used to control the masses and enslave them, to destroy the delusions created by these ideas and constructs. That has always been the message. Now, uh, I view the revolution will not be televised, but it will be heard as a huge product of research and meticulous planning. We see it in the razor-sharp focus of the song topics, all the carefully selected samples, and of course, the lyrics. That being said, what was the songwriting process like? Did you guys approach this album any differently from your previous discography? This was one of the hardest albums to write for us. We were all just angry. We channeled that anger into the track list first and then we started to build on musical ideas followed by the lyrics and sample selection. The hardest part really was not writing the music or the lyrics, it was doing the research. Watching hours of footage of police brutality, student accounts, ministers talking and making hate speeches, footage of the violence. This was the hard part. What comes first for Heathen Beast? The lyrics? The music? There are no rules for writing music. It's the idea that sparks the songs, that can be musical, lyrical, or even just a topic. Most of the time they go hand in hand. What makes for a Heathen Beast quality riff? How do you know that a song is finished? A song or a riff is selected and we know it's final when the entire collective agrees to it. Um, there's some really great variety with respect to the instrumentation here. Different musical devices and sections to complement the lyrics. Which leads me to believe that uh, there was a need for the songs to have their own unique identity. That they shouldn't really sound the same or a product of any formula as such. Any comments? We have never been about formulas. We write with emotions. Songs have to mean something. They have to say something. Too many musicians try to break down songwriter into a formula. Or they try and apply theory to write a song. Rather you should write from the heart and then be able to break down what you've written. For us, there is very little formula involved and more of gut feeling. On closer listen, we find that there aren't a lot of hooks or choruses, at least in the traditional sense, with respect to the genre of music you play. Any particular reason? Like we said earlier, we write with emotion first. What each person takes away from the song is always different. We have parts that we would consider hooks, but they aren't there in a traditional sense because the music isn't traditional. It's a story or a journey, rather. It's a message. It's a protest. It's the fucking revolution. Uh, you used the tabla multiple times on this album. Will we hear more traditional Indian instruments in future releases? We have always loved pushing the elements when it comes to using different instruments, but it's also about what makes sense on the album. We have many talented multi-instrumentalists among us who play different Indian instruments. However, when you have an album with so much rage and fury, it doesn't always fit. Especially given the style of our releases like Dollar Cam and the recent release the Tabla was able to bring a sonic depth we were looking for. Perhaps when we visit a musical route similar to the Carnage of Ghadra we might revisit some more traditional Indian instruments. We'd like to play a track from The Revolution will not be televised but it will be heard on the podcast. Which one should we play and why that song? 
We would like you to play the song Fuck the RSS because we know Brother Animesh plays for a punk band and we feel that the song is fucking punk inspired and he will like it. Plus because it's a statement. It forms part of a larger pattern of violence against religious minorities. At least 600 similar attacks have taken place since May 2014 when Narendra Modi, a Hindu nationalist and leader of the right-wing BJP party, became Prime Minister of India. 149 of these assaults were against Christians. The rest were targeted at the country's Muslim community. The attacks, sacred texts, are being orchestrated by Hindu nationalist groups affiliated to the Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh or the RSS. of the Rashtriya Swam Sevak Sangh RSS have been indicted in at least 13 terror cases across India. Former Maharashtra Inspector General of Police S.N. Mushrif described the BJP's ideological mentor as India's number one terrorist organization. RSS activists have been charge sheeted in at least 13 cases of terror acts in which RDX has been used. If organizations like Bajrang Dal are taken into the account, then the number of such cases goes up to 17, Mushrif said. The RSS is India's number one terrorist organization. There is no doubt on this. Now, this album has a clear message, uh, that of dissent. Would you say that the message is more important than the medium? Why or why not? 
I mean, why choose extreme metal to propagate this message? Both are important. Every artist chooses some form for art they can relate to, maybe for one it's painting, poetry for another or perhaps filmmaking. Within this art there are a multitude of styles again that the artist picks for reasons only they can answer. We were all drawn to extreme metal. That is what called out to us and that is why we play extreme music. We use this art to send a message because that message means something to us. When you create art with intent to cater to a particular audience then there is no honesty in the art. Art needs to first be true to oneself and only then can the audience appreciate it. Metal is what drew us in, it taught us so much and it helped us crafting the message. On your first release Ayodhya Burns, you had a black metal sound and have shifted towards a more death metal, black metal sound on this recent releases. What has prompted this shift? It's a natural progression for us. The message and the music go hand in hand. The sound shifted to deliver the message in the most appropriate way possible. That is how it has been for us. What do you make of the Indian metal scene? The scene is people. The scene is bands. The scene is everything. We realize that it's an ever-growing scene filled with passionate people. It's just the collection of all metal bands and fans in the country at any given point of time. That's the scene really. It's existence. The existence of people who listen, play, and promote metal. Is there anything such as Indian metal? Should there be? We don't know and honestly we don't care. These are all terms that don't mean much to us. It's just a geographical construct. What makes something Indian anyway? The only thing that matters is bands from here are true to themselves and their musical vision. What is next for Heathen Beast? We don't know. After this release we will return to our slumber and awaken when required. Final question guys, what does metal mean to Heathen Beast? Metal is the sound of the revolution. Metal is the sound of a generation that's fed up with the bullshit. Metal is life. So that was Heaven Beast. Peter, what do you think? Do we ever find out who Heaven Beast really are? In the early days, I was very curious to find out who they were. But, uh, you know, I think it's better we don't because uh, they're going to keep coming out with some killer music like they always do. And uh, like I mentioned uh, earlier on, I mean, I really loved Scam, their uh, previous EP. And at that time, I'd said that was probably the best thing that could have come out of demonetization that had happened at that time. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I hope they continue staying anonymous if they're going to keep putting out such killer and, I don't know, political music, if I may say. Mm. I, for one, I don't think it matters now. I think Heaven Beast has become a name unto itself or themselves. It really doesn't matter who the human behind that name is. For all you know, it may just be a rotating list of different musicians venting their uh, minds out because we've come to realize that what matters is their belief in their music and their decision as such to continue producing these timely truth bombs that we all need to hear. I totally agree, man. That's all we have on Horns Up on this show. What do you make of Head and Beast? Do let us know. You can reach out to us at hornsuppod.com. We are active on Twitter. We are at Hornsuppod. I'm at Asno Annie. And I'm at Trent Crusher. And this has been Horns Up. <laughs>
Hans Upgrade. <laughs>